0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: is Janine and you're listening to Lunch with Loudon. Coffee Party Internet Radio is a part of the Be the Media Project. For a complete list of Coffee Party Radio Network shows, you can go to www.coffeepartyusa.com and click on Radio Shows. Consider joining our team. Hey, one thing we plan to do sooner rather than later is to simulcast with Blog Talk Radio and Facebook time right on Facebook and the one problem I'm having with this is that I I if you can imagine when power to the pupil comes on I'm dancing like a crazy person and I guess if I if there's gonna be video that goes with the show um, I'm gonna have to learn to like bop my head respectfully and rather than <laughs> dance madly but uh, if you're a person that has uh, familiarity comfort with, Uh, video simulcasting, hey, join my team. So because the coffee party strategy includes using our social media presence to alert members and supporters and followers to actions, I start each broadcast with a little segment I call Power to the People. Imagine that. If you'd like to promote actions in your community, you can have an announcement on the air or you could be a guest and deliver your own message. All you have to do to arrange that is to contact me directly either by email at Janine at CoffeePartyUSA.com. I'll spell Janine, there are many ways, J-E-A-N-E-N-E at CoffeePartyUSA.com or you can leave a message on the Lunch with Loudon Facebook page. If you have something you want to promote right now, today, you can call 646 if you're listening live and press 1 to be put in the host queue. When you call in, remember the civility pledge. Uh, for those who need a little refresher, here it is. It's pretty cute, pretty short on it. Uh, and I quote, as a member or supporter of the coffee party, I pledge to conduct myself in a way that is civil, honest, and respectful towards people with whom I disagree. I value people from different cultures. I value people with different ideas. And I value and cherish the democratic process. So the little ding will separate all our different actions that we're sharing today. Saturday, June 3rd, 2017 is the March for Truth. I'm going to quote from their page. On June 3rd, across the nation, we'll march for transparency, for democracy, for truth. You can learn more at www.marchfortruth.info. And a Google search for March for Truth will get you to that same place. Um, Let me read you just a little bit from about. I said a lot more about this last week, but I'll do the little reminder here. Quote, we call for a March for Truth on Saturday, June 3rd, to raise our voices and let our elected leaders know that Americans want answers. The legitimacy of our democracy is more important than the interests of any party or any president. So we will rise together to call for fair and impartial investigation, for the pursuit of truth, and for the restoration of faith in our electoral system and the office of the presidency. Sunday, June 4th, Trump Free Speech Rally. This is a Portland, Oregon rally and is sponsored by Patriot Prayer. The rally is from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Terry Shrunk Park. You get more details by clicking the events link on the Patriot Prayer Facebook page. Next week, Saturday, June 10th, March Against Sharia is planned in 23 locations across America. A map of locations can be found at www.actforamerica.org rally. The map of marches shows that the march plan for Portland, Oregon has been canceled, and various reports tell me that the march has been moved to Seattle. Beyond this week and next week, June 23rd to 26th, this is my gratuitous reminder that Coffee Party USA membership will vote in the election for members of the board of directors. I hope if you're a voting member, when you get that uh, notice you'll you'll read the email, vote and respond. July twenty fourth, March for Medicare for All, sponsored by Millions Marching for Medicare for All. You can check them out on on Facebook at March for Medicare. Um, this is a, a new listing, so I'm going to go into a little more detail, but. Uh, So far, uh, not a lot of detail. So here's what we know so far. There will be a march and a rally in D.C. Sidebar factoid that when you say Washington to someone like me from the West Coast, we think you mean the state. So we always call it the District of Columbia. Um, Okay, back to the reading. And satellite marches in all 50 states. For those who cannot march, Volunteers are needed to help call everyone they know to motivate them to get involved in the state or the D.C. rally. Uh, I'm looking forward to interviewing March organizer Michael Rushneck, uh, a doctor who is a part of organizing this effort, and he will be with me on an upcoming broadcast. I don't know if it's next week, week after, but very soon. I'm looking forward to my conversation with Michael The March for Journalism is still to be announced in terms of date. Um, The website, however, promises a march in D.C., New York, and L.A. Um, There will be future listings of satellite marches, but I think right now they're in the permitting process, so we don't have specifics, but you can stay apprised by going to www.marchforjournalism.com. I don't want to spend too much time. We have this category called ongoing. I'm going to be brief today, Uh, but there are ongoing actions that, you know, if this is your first uh, power to the people broadcast, then you may or may not know about them. The first is called daily action. You can check them out at your daily action on Facebook, at your daily action on Twitter. Uh, And you can sign up to receive daily alerts on your phone or email. And they have been true to their word. There's been an action every day uh, since I signed up. I'm going to mention again briefly, Move On, Resistance Summer. I want to quote from www.moveon.org. Resistance Summer vision statement. I believe that we can build a country with room for all of us. With an economy that works for all of us, that welcomes refugees and immigrants, that takes action to address climate change, that makes it easier, not harder, to vote, that values black lives, that stands against sexism, racism, and Islamophobia, I share a commitment to nonviolent action to achieve this vision. I want to remind you about the Our Revolution calendar. You go to HTTPS, you know, regular, but it's just OurRevolution.com slash action slash. Again, all of these email, I mean, uh, website addresses that I'm giving you, you can find on the Lunch with Loudon Facebook page. I'll try not to say them too fast. Indivisible also has a calendar of events all over the country, uh, and those events could be from uh, organized actions or to uh, local organizing meetings. You find them at www.indivisibleguide.com action calendar. All of us. I quote from the website, www.allofus.org. The new America we create together will not be rooted in the hatred of racism or the greed of corporate capitalism, but in the love of family and community. We'll create a new America, an America that can finally live up to its highest ideals, an America for all of us. Showing Up for Local Justice uh, is a group that I'm only recently learned about. Showing Up for Racial Justice (SURJ) believes in collective liberation and that none of us can be free until we end white supremacy. Uh, you can find affiliated groups and local contacts by going to www.showingupforracialjustice.org/affiliated. Underscore groups, underscore local, underscore context. So this group is an interesting segue to the topic of the day. The title of this broadcast is Speech and Counter Speech. I'm hoping today to capture the reality that in this republic's democracy, freedom of speech is held dear. Even those who have values different from our own have the right to express them. And and as you heard in the civility pledge just a a minute or two ago, um, we cherish our differences and respect our differences. So my concern, when does speech become hate speech? What do we do if things get violent? Can that freedom of speech be abused? What can... What should we do in the face of hate speech or violence? By the way, I'm okay talking to myself. Listening to and sharing the broadcast is just fine with me. But I'd love it if you'd like to comment. And if you do, you can call 646-929-2495 and press 1 to be put in the host queue. If you don't press 1, I'll just think you're one of those folks who is um, listening, and uh, I won't call on you. So if you want to put your hand up, most excellent. And again, when you call in, remember the civility pledge. So I want to open today with a quote from Portland, Oregon Mayor Ted Wheeler. There will be protests and counter-protests this weekend in Portland. We have reached out to the organizers to call upon them to exercise common sense and to help us keep the peace. There will be local and federal law enforcement on the ground to ensure everyone has the right to express their beliefs and to protect everyone's safety. I urge everyone participating to reject violence. Our city has seen enough. So, what is he talking about? By now, I'm sure you've heard that about the double murder of two Good Samaritans and the attempted murder of a third, who stepped in to support two young girls, one in in a hijab, who was being verbally but viciously attacked by another man on a light rail train in Portland. The city is in shock and mourning, and the fact that this happened on the eve of Ramadan makes it all the worse. The Trump-free speech rally I mentioned during the Power to the People segment was already planned and permitted when this tragedy occurred. In his concern for public safety, uh, the recently elected mayor asked that the rally be canceled. The organizers, a, a group called Patriot Prayer, declined and the US General Services Administration announced yesterday that all rules and regulations were followed by the applicant were filed by the applicant for the permit to host the Patriot Prayer event at Terry Shrunk Plaza which is just basically hey they did what they're supposed to do they have the right to be there i honestly believe that Mueller when he said his he only motivation was to let the community heal meant what he was saying that's really his only motivation Uh, He was afraid that it would exacerbate an already difficult situation. But motivation is not the law. And the ACLU joins the GSA uh, in saying very clearly that freedom of speech is for everyone, not just for those we find convenient. Uh, Gibson, Mr. Gibson, the man who runs Patriot Prayer, said he's a libertarian and he does not promote hate speech. But the two guests listed on the event page, Bass Thickman and Bass Spartan, are widely considered heroes of the alt-right movement. So there's an interesting challenge. I promote freedom, he says. I promote love, and I promote bringing spirituality back into the country. Indeed, the man who committed these allegedly committed these murders in Portland had attended previous um, events, similar to this one, and had been, you know, you know, the 86th in, <laughs> they sent him out. So um, I believe, you know, that the intent of the organizers is, uh, is good. I believe that um, I believe in their right to free speech. So here I am broadcasting from Oregon, and the drumbeats beats here say that there will be a counter rally, joining the rally. Not to be, you know, I think that's to be expected. So here's where my opening question applies. When does speech become hate speech? Can freedom of speech be abused? What can, or rather, what should we do in the face of hate speech? And you could stick the word violence slash violence. Hate speech slash violence. Um, So here are your thoughts. From me to you. Video, Violence is bad. <laughs> Denigration is bad. Bullying is bad. Now, there is, these are not socially acceptable behaviors to me. I know people tend to use the term politically correct, but I just think that's, that's wrong. Politically correct is a term that was invented as an insult. It was meant to denigrate whatever you were saying. Uh, But I think the term socially acceptable is really more appropriate here. We as a society do not condone violence, denigration, bullying. And no matter who does the violence, no matter who does the denigration or the bullying, north, south, east, west, left, right, center, conservative, liberal, it just doesn't matter. It's wrong. It's not acceptable behavior in these United States. So, can activists and counter activists respect each other even when they disagree? Do you think you can? So, there, I thought I'd do a little walking down memory lane here to sort of look at successful uh, execution of uh, what it takes to endure difficult situations and not resort to or buy into violence. And I know there are many more, so I apologize. I just grabbed a few before the broadcast today. Um, Let's see, back in 2010, there were scores of Long Beach Wilson High School students that peacefully counter-protested a hate-filled, and that's the hate-filled is the quote from the paper, anti-gay demonstration by members of the Westboro Baptist Church adjacent to the Long Beach High School. The Supreme Court, of course, has confirmed the constitutionality of staging anti-gay protests, and certainly the right to counter protests has been established clearly in the law. Then the people that come to mind from the recent past are the Patriot Guard writers. The group was formed in 2005. I'm sort of giving you the highlights from Wikipedia right now for lack of... um, more times. Uh, anyway, they were formed in 2005 to shelter and protect the deceased family against protesters from, again, the Westboro Baptist Church, who claimed that the deaths of American troops in Iraq and Afghanistan were divine retribution for American tolerance of homosexuality. Patriot Guard Rider members positioned themselves to physically shield the mourners from the presence of the, of the protesters by blocking the protesters from view with their motorcade, by having members hold American flags. They sometimes drown out chants by singing patriotic songs or by revving motorcycle engines. Uh, you can read more about them. Uh, I got this particular information from the Wikipedia um, Patriot Guard writers, but it, it's an easy Google search. I will tell you that in my town I have witnessed this very thing, that there was a... Um, a soldier, a fallen soldier from a a nearby town, and the riders showed up in force to uh, secure uh, the privacy of the mourners. They were not only very effective, but their presentation is beautiful. If you go to my Facebook page, Lunch with Loudon, you'll see uh, some of the images um, quite stunning uh, with their flags and their regalia and their lovely... In another example, um, in January of this year, I was on my way to the Women's March in D.C., and I had the pleasure of stopping in North Carolina to join up with a friend. We went and visited the site of the Greensboro Lunch Counter sit-in. Uh, I, I admit I had teary moments when viewing images and reading the stories, uh, the commitment and courage demonstrated by those students and the folks who joined them and stood their ground for um, integrating the lunch counters in Greenboro. I'm, uh, I was very moved, and it was a very well-done, uh, I guess you'd call it museum. There's probably a better name. Uh, we've certainly seen counter protests go sideways in the past year. I don't want to pretend this is all good or that we've been totally successful. In California, you remember what started out as a peaceful protest boiled over with two groups, the March for Trump and, by any means necessary, uh, clashed at the Civic Center Park, resulting in some disorderly conduct charges and a a great photo opportunity for folks who wanted to see a little raffling. And we all remember Berkeley's melee that deployed 250 officers to calm the ruckus. It was a big deal. So, my take on so-called spontaneous violence is this: it is not spontaneous it's somebody's plan who's who who cares <laughs> but bullies are bullies are bullies and regardless of political views of race of religion, you name it, go down the list uh, sexual orientation it just doesn't matter it bullies are bullies and they come from everywhere so I took a minute to look back on the advice I gave my kids when they were little, because obviously, it happens. And rule number one in our household is always ignore them. Even when you go look at the playbooks for uh, demonstrations that are put out by many credible organizations, well-researched documents, they basically say if it happens, you know, turn your back, walk away, or just. Pretend it didn't happen. You know, don't bite. Ignore them. Um, Rule two in our household was basically do what you're there to do, not what the bully wants you to do. Um, If someone really wants to incite a ruckus, if somebody wants to incite violence, if they want to create uh, mischief and mayhem, there's a good one. Um, they're going to go to extremes. And if you're there to support something, if you're there to give a counter opinion, it's always more powerful to be for something than against it. Always. Uh, Even if that power is only generated in your own heart, it's much more powerful to be for than against. Um, If it gets too wacky, walk away. I started to mention this a minute ago. But, you know, it's the language I use with my kids. If this gets wacky, walk away. Uh, And sometimes it's not like go home. I mean, sometimes just a little distance is all it takes. If somebody's in your face and saying things in your, I've seen plenty of uh, photo ops of that. Just, you know, 10 feet can make all the difference. Walk somewhere else. Turn your back and walk. Uh, And, you know, It ain't going to happen. I saw a lot of that uh, at the Women's March in D.C., and I certainly saw, I've been in five marches since January, and there are those who will come step up from the sideline and come get in your face and say something, trying to provoke a response, and um, it it almost got funny to me, but we just kept moving. There are other times, a lot of distance, may be required if your spidey sense warns of violence or or serious mischief. I think a good example of that was um, I think it was the tax march in Portland where out of the thousands and thousands of people that were there, there were like 20 people that showed up to cause a scene. They did a remarkable amount of um, uh, vandalism you know, they broke windows, they burned trash cans. They were, you know, and by walking away, the crowd virtually walked away from them, allowing law enforcement to step in. So when we walk away, we create this vacuum. If they're being, in the face of unreasonable, <laughs> create the vacuum and let reasonable show up and do its job. Uh, it was well handled. And while some people would like to, some people were trying to call that a Portland riot. And, again, I can speak with a little authority because I'm here in Oregon, but it was not a Portland riot. There were 20 guys um, who showed up to do exactly what they did. And it was very clear to law enforcement who they were, what they were doing, and that all the rest of these people were not involved at all. They just kind of used the cover story of the march. The last thing I told my kids the youngest of whom is now 30, (laughs) is encourage others to resist bullies. In other words, you may not be the one being bullied, but someone else is. And you can encourage them to say, hey, let's step away. Hey, you're fine. Let's walk away. Or, you know, as opposed to, you know, empower them to do the right thing, to stay strong, to know they're supported, but don't get in. You know, and certainly if you feel like someone's in danger, try to remove them from danger. But uh, I think we, you know, peaceful, nonviolent resistance, protest is a team sport. And we really, really need to support one another. Uh, These aren't, you know, muscles we exercise very often. It's something uh, I learned in the 60s, and we're learning it all over again, that, um, the best statement you can say is the one that someone can actually hear. And that requires the, the whole village to know why it's there and then to support one another in carrying out that mission peacefully, powerfully, nonviolently. So, I guess I have some, uh, a last word if you love the Constitution. If you believe in this republic's democracy, honor our freedom of speech, and you will do everything in your power to prevent or defuse any violence towards that right. That sounded kind of ranty, so I'll, I'll end it with end rant. But I know we've seen too many intense times, whether it's um, – was in India with Gandhi, whether it was in the South with Dr. King, my hero of heroes, whether it was um, yesterday at, at your local high school. Bullies require juice. They require fear. They require anger. And if you don't give them juice, fear, and anger, they'll move on. Well, thanks. I've enjoyed my little talk today. I hope you found it useful. I close now, as always, uh, with the Coffee Party Telethon moment. Coffee Party USA is totally funded by you, our members and supporters. Citizens United has not benefited us. We've got no sugar daddy behind the curtain, it's just us, you and me. If you'd like to become a member, Go to www.coffeepartyusa.com, click on the big red become a member button. You can choose to be an annual member, a monthly sustainer, or a one-time donor. And all that information is um, right there on the, if you went to blog talk, where it describes the episode at the bottom, you can find all of those links. Most excellent. So with that, thanks for listening. Coffee party on. Hey, I just saw a hand come up. Oh my gosh! I'm going to unclose the broadcast. Hello, oh, you're on lunch with oh, Bladen. You, know,
2: you don't have. Hi, Janine. How are you this, uh, this afternoon?
1: I'm great. I'm great. I just as I was closing with the music, I saw your hand. If you have ten things, ten words, that's great. If not, I'll put the music back on because I love it. Hello,
2: <laughs> oh, no, I, I was just saying I, I really agree with. Um, you know the side of the Constitution that you know we have to maintain free speech because it's a real slippery slope when you start category, uh, categorizing free speech as or as hate speech or even if free speech becomes illegal. You know it's it's happened before that um, during the World War One, Eugene Debs spoke out against the draft and was jailed for it. So yes. you know, it's really important, even though today's Um, speech or some of the rallies become much more divisive
1: Uh, well I agree and it sounds like you might know something about the distinction hate speech because I I think people mistake uh, angry words with hate speech which is actually a well defined crime Uh, do you have any input for us on that
2: well if you're inciting violence against another person then that certainly could be considered hate speech. I mean, they even have a crime for it inciting a riot. Um, and But it has to be pretty well proven because you're supposed to be given the benefit of the doubt, especially if you claim that you're exercising free speech. But if you're advocating violence, and part of that is I think that a lot of people are taken aback at some of um, then-candidates Trump's uh, rallies where he Basically, incited violence against uh, people that were there to protest his uh, rally, and in instances where the uh, the audience turned violent against the protesters that were there. So, you know, that could be considered. I think what's really galvanized people today.
1: and what I found interesting is regardless of of his intent maybe the first time or two when it happened I was concerned that it continued to happen there was no adjustment of the rhetoric there was no adjustment of as a matter of fact if something got a rise out of his crowd it was for sure going to show up in the next one And so I guess in part that's my concern because Coffee Party obviously believes we all can we all have a right a duty uh, to support free speech and um, that doesn't mean we're always going to like what we hear. So there's also, to me, this internal commitment to not be victimized by what other people say. And and that's, that's my personal decision, right? Uh, it's my decision to walk away, or it's my decision to not take something personally, or it's my decision to not react. Because I really think, you know what, it wasn't just the candidate's, speeches, um, but I've seen plenty of examples of when uh, m- marginalizing other people has become recreational, and it, it engenders cheers, and it engenders, you know what I mean? It's like wow, you know, my grandmother would have been shocked you know my Italian grandmother probably would have bopped somebody on the back of the head. You know, like, it's like, oh my gosh, I never would have said things like that about anybody. And so I think it's become this dangerous, trendy, fashionable to mock people and to, you know, marginalize people. And I just don't see that as being a worthy team sport.
2: No, no, it's, and I can really emphasize, em- emphasize. With the uh, mayor of Portland, given the fact that this is this rally is going to take place right after a, uh, a nationalized hate crime, a very vicious and violent uh, hate crime, that uh, yes. that it emboldens uh, these two different types of groups coming together with the very intention of battling each other out on the streets. The uh, the alt right folks are going to be there with their Proud Boys and uh, <laughs> Antifa, black bloc people, uh, along with the, the different affiliations, and they're they're all loosely affiliated. But basically, the Antifa is taking um, somewhat of a the opinion that um, they will drive these people out, and the uh, alt right folks come there expecting it and expecting to fight. So, it, you know, the cops are try to stay in, out of it, but sometimes I I wonder if they just will decide to let them go for a while so they don't have to intervene and let the two groups take it out on each other, which is, you know, not what the police are there for. No, and I wouldn't guess
1: that to be true just having been witness to other Portland events. They tend to be really proactive there. And as a matter of fact, when there have been marches in the past, the the law enforcement on the ground would uh, use their Twitter account to say, okay, the the march has now turned left at Broadway, and so people could actually follow the march or catch up with the march. Um, I think that they're more proactive, and they uh, since the mayor, he didn't. I honestly don't think he really meant to deny anybody their free speech rights. He was just trying to prevent a problem that you know it feels very raw. I actually had a friend on the on the Max in that car. And I'll tell you, there's PTSD abounding from the people that witnessed this crime. It was vicious. Uh, he, yeah. It, it, they're yes, all and, still and shell-shocked from what they saw.
2: Sure, and the arraignment of the uh, defendant um, was even as shocking because he showed not any remorse, but that actually was antagonistic to the uh, people in the audience in the courtroom.
1: Right. Right, right, and and the thing is, he's a known quantity in Portland. People, I think, people have considered him a little off his rocker for a long time, uh, but that doesn't make an excuse really for what he did. But it's still, it's like, hey, there are crazy people everywhere. Just like there are bullies everywhere. Just like there are uh, people with dangerous motives everywhere. And by being a part of a community and saying, here's what we're here for, you know, you can act as a group to protect one another. I think the young, well, they weren't all young men. The, the men who defended those young girls, um, I mean, what, I, what they taught me was, I think I'd stand at the back of the bus and say, ladies, would you join me rather than approach that guy? Who knew he was armed? You know, who knew? Uh, but it's, it is, you know, 2017, and that's totally possible. I also, with you in terms of the groups that show up, you know, these guys. Half the groups you just mentioned have no qualms about telling people they're here to. You know, it's like Fight Club for them. You
2: know. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm. Yeah. And they don't even and, follow the rules of Fight Club because they're talking about it.
1: <laughs> that's right. So it's sort of Fight Club, and um, but yeah, that's their intent—is you know, kick some liberal butt or whatever. And uh, I don't know. I, I like the. I like what happened in. Greensboro all those years ago. I like what the uh, the Guardian writers do, you know, the Patriot writers do. I like getting between I, – I don't mind the idea of getting between uh, bad actors and someone you're protecting. In this case, we're talking about just a counter rally that's going to show up. You know they are. And if we can be peaceful and powerful, then – it's our best defense to never step into that trap. To the trap bullies leave. You know, it's bullying is not hate speech per se. It's not, but it is uh, an enticement to violence. And um, it is a fear, of course. We've all seen these things go badly, and and no one wants that. I don't think anyone wants that, other than the Fight Club guys. <laughs> yeah,
2: certainly. Well, that's that's part of the issue of uh, what these uh, events are uh, unfortunately unfolding in, into is uh, something that turns violent because of uh, the the stark and harsh divisions that are, you know, within America right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do too. You know, I should have added one more thing that I told my kids when they were little about this whole taking care of yourself in public and, and one of them was, know where you're going to meet up before you go, right? We go to the state fair, we go to wherever, and if we got separated, where do you go? You know, you go to the Saturday market, where are you going to go if you get lost? And I think it's important for people to feel like they have refuge before they start so that they don't have to stand their ground, they can just leave. And they know where to go and what to do. And I think that's the, the biggest uh uncompliment you can give someone trying to incite violence is, you know, for them to see you from behind walking away. So there's my there's my take on it. So, I'm so thankful that you called in. I apologize for not seeing your hand up uh, until well, I... Well, I'd raise
2: it at the last hey. second, so... <laughs> well, okay,
1: I'm off the hook. But thank you, thank you. Is there anything you'd like to say before we dance our way out of here again?
2: Well, I'm I'm part of the Coffee Party radio team, so a shout-out to our our somewhat absent um, other hosts and um, a personal shout-out to uh, Cup of Joe, which I'm a part of. Yes,
1: most excellent Cup of Joe. And remember, everybody, um, you can go to www.CoffeePartyUSA.com and click on Radio Shows, and you can see everything we're offering right now. And uh, it changes with time, so revisit if you've been there before. Come again. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling in.
2: Oh, uh, you're welcome, Jenny. Bye bye.